welcome to 360 Conversations. This is a podcast featuring powerful conversations with female thought leaders, experts, and founders. We will be digging deep while sharing experience, insights, and tips for busy Generation X women seeking ways to strip back, simplify, live intentionally, and create space for everyday joy. I'm your host, Tammy Thomas, founder of The 360 Brand. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of 360 Conversations. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I really appreciate you. Um, Today, I am joined by Sammy Blackford, who is the founder of Freya Luna, which is a skincare brand and more. Um, A very lovely lady called Gemma mentioned Freya Luna and Sammy to me and said that she thought um, Sammy would be a good fit for my podcast. My gosh, I'm really excited because now I get lots of people pitching to me um, for themselves or people to be on my podcast. And when I started, I wondered if anybody would listen. So to have people contacting me is like mind blowing. So I got this email. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sounds lovely. I'll have a look. And when I had a look at the Frey Luna website, I was really taken. There were many words on the website that are literally words that keep coming to me over and over again, like savour. Of course, my mind's gone blank, but we'll talk about it more as we progress. But there was so much about the Freya Luna website that spoke to me because um, if you listened to the episode I did with Avni Trevedi, when we talked about how we speak to our bodies and how our bodies are listening to everything we say, Sammy's website content and a lot of the, just the ethos of the brand really, really speaks to that. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. So before I go on any further, I will hand over to the lady herself, Sammy, so that she can say hi and uh, introduce herself and tell us a bit more about what she does. Thank you for joining hi. us. Hi. Yeah. Uh, what a lovely welcome. Thank um, you. So yeah, my name is Sammy and I'm the founder of Freya Luna. And when I say founder, it's like so much more. I just the force of passion, I would say, behind the brand. And as you say, Freya Luna is a natural skincare brand, and that's what we started as. And it's grown into be to be so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I kind of describe it as a women's well-being brand, um, which, again, it's more than that, but <laughs> I find it very difficult to describe. Mm-hmm. Um so we still have the natural skincare brand and that started because I used to have really bad acne and I started making products for myself and it's grown over the years. And on the side of that as well, I offer a lot of um, information, inspiration about well-being, skincare, um, mental and emotional well-being. And um, that's kind of grown into a more uh, classes and workshops and that kind of side of things as well. So it's 
it's a lot there's a lot going on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's really holistic um on your website you talk about your experience of having acne and realizing um a, a quote on your website says i finally realized that my skin was longing to be heard and longing to be healed please could you tell us a bit about your journey to this realization and what you did to start to understand your body um well, when I, I first had acne as a teenager, which is kind of expected, hormones are doing whatever hormones are doing as a teenager. Um, so I just kind of thought that's just what happens um, and I'll grow out of it. Um, and then by my late, late teenage years and early 20s and mid 20s, I was still getting this acne and I just couldn't understand it. And at that point, I thought your skin was just your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying all these different products that I was applying to my skin. Um, everything I could find in, in the shops. Um, I had uh, prescription stuff from doctors. And it was all about putting stuff on my skin or doing stuff to my skin externally. Mm-hmm. And even like going to the doctors, to my GP, nobody mentioned that it could my skin condition could be caused by something internally whether it's internally physically or mentally or emotionally nobody mentioned that it was all connected mm-hmm. um which looking back now I'm just amazed that it wasn't even like mentioned in passing um so when I like had been through all the products I could find, I kind of got to the point where I was like, what else can I do? None of this is working. Yeah. What else can I do? So that's when I started um, mixing up my own products with ingredients I had in my kitchen cupboard or um, herbs that I had growing in the garden. And then that took me on a whole journey. Like I'm still learning now, like 12 years later. Um about the ingredients that are in products that we buy in the shops. Um, And as you say, the whole holistic thing about looking after your skin, it's not just our skin, it's Mm -hmm. part of our entire body Mm -hmm. and not just our physical body. What we, um, as you were saying with your previous guest, um, our body is listening. So it's what we absorb through our mind. It's what we absorb ment- uh, emotionally as well. So stress levels can mm-hmm. impact our skin and all of that. And I mean, as I say, I'm still learning and every day is a new challenge and <laughs> I haven't got the balance exactly right just yet. Um, but it is that whole thing of like, what can we do on a daily basis? What rituals can we put in place for ourselves physically mentally emotionally spiritually yeah that's going to support support our bodies which then supports our skin Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so with the lady I mentioned just now Avni Trevedi and also a recent conversation with Rita Robinson who is a homeopath we were talking about um bio the biomedical model really which tends to look at things in isolation when our bodies all work together and um something else that I saw um on your website that really really spoke to me was um I think it was a uh, one of your 
my goodness, the Freya Luna website has loads and loads of really enriching blog posts um, under the section Sanctuary. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I really think that when you have the time, you should have a cup of tea and read a couple of the posts. They're really nourishing and informative. And there was one I was reading, I can't remember which one it was, where um, I smiled because I did a solo podcast episode where I was talking about meeting your basic needs and I was talking about the fact that a lot of us are dehydrated and what impact that has on our bodies and um, I was referring to this actually maybe I wasn't maybe I was referring to something else but anyway um, you talked about the body being 60% water and referred to um, the experiment done by Dr. Masam Emoto and the effect of thought and consciousness on water. Could you talk a bit more about self-talk and our bodies listening and the impact thoughts and consciousness have on water and how that may be playing out within our own lives? Yeah, so um, it's a fascinating experiment that um, that this guy did. And um, he put... um, words on pieces of paper yes um under glasses of water um and i mean it wasn't just that there was more to it than that but this is one part of it and some of the words were like love and happiness and you know really positive supportive words and other words were like hate and you know like really negative words and what he found was that the the water with the um positive words when it crystallized it formed really beautiful you know like if you imagine like snowflakes Mm -hmm. really beautiful crystal structures and then the ones with like the the negative and hateful words they were when they crystallized they were really distorted shapes so that was um like his findings were just having a word near to water can really change its 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 structure Mm -hmm. um like as as I said in that post, we are majority water in our bodies. So just imagine if one word on a piece of paper can do that to a glass of water, what the information, the words that we absorb on a daily basis are doing to our, our body structure. Mm-hmm. And then there's another part of that. So that's like the physical thing. And then there's the other part of like the whole... Um, law of attraction thing so what you think about is what you manifest what you attract so if you are constantly fueling your mind with um like you only have to watch the news every day to see all the hate in the world so if you're constantly fueling your mind with all of that then what are you attracting into your life Mm. and into your your physical experience Whereas if you are fueling your mind with positive, uplifting um, podcasts such as this one, um, <laughs> hey. and, you know, like, uh, I hate the word self-help books, but, you know, like those really yeah. enriching kind of kind of media, mm-hmm. then your life is going to be completely different. And I think it's I think it's something that you can you can see in the like the people you interact with on a day to day basis. You can kind of tell the ones who religiously watch the news and the ones who don't because they will have a completely different take on the world. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And even their responses to things are very, very different. There's just so much um, tension and unrest. And I'm not saying that I'm ignoring things that are happening around me and I'm not I'm definitely not subscribed to. I just think positive. I just want to see the best in people. Mm -hmm. But I am very, very mindful about what I allow into my life experience because it really does have a huge impact. And speaking of that, I was going to go to this a bit later, but we're here now, so we're going to go there. You were talking about... um, the, the amount of water we have and self-talk and, and what that does um, and what I've seen happening in um, online spaces is that the body positivity movement is really gaining momentum so much so that for me anyway seeing a variety of bodies on my sc- screen um, and within certain circles has kind of like become the normal that should have always been but I'm not so sure that that has translated into real life. So a very real life experience I've had very recently. I bought my daughter a skirt and it's a bit tight. So she, she's 12. She's got really consumed about the fact that the skirt is really tight. And I was like, that could be loads of things. Number one, your body is changing all the time. Number two, the best thing to do is have clothes that fit you rather than trying to squeeze into clothes because you want to be a particular size. And then I was explaining to her about the cut of clothing can be different depending on the manufacturer or whatever. So another item I bought her that was the same size as a skirt that doesn't fit, fits her really nicely. But still, that night at dinner... She was trying to say something about um, she would have um, more salad instead of the potatoes because of whatever she's seen around about carbs or whatever. And I was like, damn, like, oh, sorry. (laughs) I thought I muted everything. Um, Still, whatever we're creating, the narrative in the world is so overwhelming it can be really difficult to kind of create your own boundaries. And when I looked at your website and the workshops you do and your blog posts, you do a lot of talk and work about reconnecting and falling in love with your body. Wow, that was long. Could you share um, some of the ways in which you have and we can begin to reconnect with our bodies? Yeah, I think it is a very important thing because, as you say, we're so bombarded by media and social media and all of just society in general that um, the, we should have certain body types and mm-hmm. shapes and we should think certain things about our bodies. And to actually love our bodies is not cool, apparently, if you listen to society. Because society um, won't make money if we love our bodies. Exactly. Um, I mean, like, if you think of um, the diet industry, it's one of the biggest industries in the world. Um, so it is um, it is gaining off our insecurities, as is the beauty industry. Um, I mean, that was built on the idea that when we don't look good enough as we are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we need anti-aging creams and anti-cellulite and mm-hmm. all the makeup and everything. Um, so I think 
reconnecting with our bodies is very important because now that we are in the since women entered the man's world as it were Mm -hmm. um of you know industry and office work and like the nine to five um we have become disconnected from our bodies and we have started to use them as vehicles to get us from one place to another and we haven't really been taking care of them as much as we we could and perhaps should I hate the word should but yeah um and I think the way to reconnect with our bodies and learn to love our bodies is to take care of our bodies so whether that's through eating a healthy um diet which isn't just about the salad you know it also involves chocolate cake in my case yes because sometimes my body loves chocolate cake exactly exactly <laughs> um, and or it might be through um exercise I mean like moving our bodies is one of the best ways to reconnect with our body yeah and it doesn't have to be on the treadmill in the gym it can be walking in the woodland it can be dancing around the room to a great song but really kind of getting that feel what it feels like to move your body and what movements feel good and all that kind of thing it's about being present in our body and using as many of our senses as we can so when we are dancing around the room what's the song that really gets us energized and wants us to move our bodies how does it feel to do certain movements um you know all of that kind of thing and really being mindful and present in the moment Mm. and it's the same with when I'm talking to customers and clients about um skincare so skincare obviously obviously it cares for our skin so it cares for our bodies but the act of applying skincare is care in itself Mm. so if you are applying a moisturizer even if you only have two minutes in the morning to apply a moisturizer how does that product feel when you um warm it in your hands how does it smell how does it feel when you're massaging it into your skin so even if it's just two minutes make it the best two minutes that it can possibly be yeah and that is how we start to reconnect with our bodies we pay attention to it we we ask it how it feels what it wants what it likes um and and listen to the answer yeah it's about learning your body's language yeah Ooh. Yes, definitely. Um, And even in the shower, if I'm having a moment where I'm really feeling out of myself, just as I'm washing my body, I thank my body parts. You know, it doesn't matter about at at that moment. It doesn't matter about what they look like. It's just showing some appreciation for, you know, every second of every day, our bodies are working to support us. And something else that I like about your brand because I make the majority of my own skincare because my skin's really dry and I'm just bored of applying lotions, potions and God knows what. And then my skin feeling tight later on. So I've, mm. I've found what works for me and I kind of um, stick with that. But I remember reading that um, your skin is your biggest organ. So whilst yeah. we're applying all of these creams and chemicals to our skin we need to be mindful about what we're using because it builds up and it it has an impact could you tell us why because with acne for example so acne was the 
catalyst for you exploring skincare and looking at how you could look after yourself more holistically. Um, why did you go for natural skincare? Because I find quite often when people have conditions like acne or they have eczema, quite often the standard thing is to opt for the chemicals. And mm. we kind of believe that natural isn't as potent as these man-made chemicals. So what is it that took you on the natural path? Um, well, I, as I said, like I tried loads of different products before I went the natural route and choosing to use natural products was kind of it wasn't planned it was kind of a I'm tearing my hair out nothing is working what else can I do oh let's try this we yeah. tried everything else and then um so I start, um, started making my own products and I was just amazed at how my skin responded and then once I started, like, researching, um, so I started researching natural ingredients and what they might be able to do for, for my skin and for the skin of friends and family. And I, I then started um, researching and looking into the products I had been using and the ingredients that were in them and why they didn't work. Because even if the uh, the products I was working calmed the acne down, they left my skin really dry and flaky, mm -hmm. which to me looked just as bad as the acne. So mm -hmm. it was just a different side at the same point. Um, and when I started looking into all the, the chemicals and the ingredients in these mass-produced products that I'd been using, I was just gobsmacked at the ingredients that were in them and the, the negative effects they can have on our health. Um, so... Like there's there's so many ingredients that um, can be bad for our skin and our, our physical health, our mental and emotional well uh, well being. And like so, for example, mineral oil, which is in so many mass-produced creams and lotions, um, is really bad for acne-prone skin because it actually blocks our pores mm. and it stops our skin from breathing. Um, and so it just exacerbates acne or blackheads and block pores and all that kind of thing um so once when i started learning more of this it was like i'm not going back to that yeah. i am still with natural and there i have had this conversation with a lot of people about like the potency of, of natural skincare products and they're not as advanced as like the the more chemical in, um, ingredients and products and you know, I always say each their own. If you find something that works for you, then stick mm -hmm, with it. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, um, I find natural skincare products much more potent because they have, they're more concentrated. So in the products that, that we make at Freya Luna, we don't add the um, bulking ingredients. We don't add the, the ingredients that will give a product a certain texture or a certain colour you know, what's in the product is the ingredients that are going to be beneficial for your skin. Yeah. So because of that, they're, they're much more concentrated, so you need less product and it will absorb more readily into mm. the skin. And as well, if you think about it, a lot of chemical ingredients, and this is goes in the, in the med medical industry as well, they originated from plants. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like... As a random example, um, one of the heart medicines, digitoxin, comes from foxgloves. Oh, wow. I mean, it's it's probably completely manufactured in, in yes, labs yes, now. Yes, yes. But 
you know, originally yeah. it came from foxgloves. And there's so many examples of that. And I think people have forgotten that aspect. I mean, it's starting to change now. We're kind of coming back around to, mm-hmm. like, the more natural way of, of living and, like, organic food and natural skincare and all of that kind of thing. So it is, it's turning slightly. But, yeah, I think a lot of people have forgotten that, this stuff originated in the natural world yeah because we've forgotten that we're natural i can't remember where i was saying it i'm always saying something (laughs) but (laughs) i was saying it's like we've forgotten that we are natural we are of nature we're not machines it's not the things that we ingest and apply are not simply to fuel more productivity you know it's really um yeah we're of nature and I can just thinking about it I can I'm just thinking um our bodies probably reckon well maybe they don't now we've used so many synthetic things but our probably our probably our bodies probably recognize the natural stuff much more than they do the mm. synthetic because we we are of nature if you think about how human beings originated we didn't come off a conveyor belt as much as we might behave like we did we didn't so actually I'm curious how did you manage to go from starting by making your own products to a brand where you're saying we make so I'm guessing that there's more than you making it's not just you in your kitchen with your mixing machine, blending oils and butters. Um, how did you go from making stuff for yourself to actually becoming a business? Because I know there's all kinds of cosmetic testing and all these regulations and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, well, um, when I first started making products for myself, it was about 12 years ago. And like the natural skincare industry was literally unheard of, really. There was a few brands like doing it, but it wasn't as big as it is today. Um, and yeah, I started making things in my kitchen for myself, friends and family. And it's hard to say when it became a business <laughs> somewhere in the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those, it just kind of like gradually became a business. Um, and I think it got to the point where I was making that many products and I've only got so much skin <laughs> and I just couldn't use it myself. Yeah. Um, so I started kind of, um, after giving it to all my friends and family um doing like little like local craft fairs and stuff like that just kind of thing would people actually pay money for this stuff and um at the time it was enough to say that I was natural like the products were natural um that was enough of a difference and mm-hmm. now as um the natural skincare industry has has completely boomed over the last decade um it's not enough anymore so really creating the brand was um like a whole journey of discovery in itself um and I've always wanted to be like supportive of women and I think that's very important we get lost in in our daily lives with our careers our children our husbands our parents our friends you know everybody that needs us to take care of them mm-hmm. we can get lost so I really wanted a brand that was going to nourish women not just their skin but like their complete well-being just yeah. to, to to kind of let women know that we see them and you know we see you we we know what you're doing we yeah. know what you're going through 
and here's something that might make you feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the moment, everything is still made in my kitchen. <laughs> um, uh, we have we are a small team. There's um, four of us on the team now. Wahoo! Um, yeah, I know. Get me. I'm like a proper business you woman. You are. <laughs> Bonafide. Um, and I think um, if not later this year, then next year, something will have to change in the location of where where we're producing the products because we're just getting so busy. Okay. Um, so that's a next step for us as a company, which is scary and exciting in equal measure. Absolutely. <laughs> and it shows so that there's a very need. So, you have a business where you have four people, you're a team of four, so you're managing um, other people, you're employing people, you are creating products, and on top of that, you offer virtual and in-person classes, workshops, seminars. What led you to deciding to add this to your offering? Because women need more than just skincare. Um, I obviously believe <laughs> that our skincare products are amazing at taking care of women, um, not just their their skin, because obviously they have an effect on their skin because mm-hmm. we apply them to our skin, um, and mentally, emotionally through the fragrances we use, mm-hmm. because fragrance is amazing for our well-being. Yes. Um, natural fragrance, anyway. Synthetic fragrance has a negative effect. Yeah. Um, so, and... I wanted to support women further and actually let women know that it's okay to take time for themselves um, and to invite women to take time for themselves. Mm. So the workshops and seminars and everything that um, that we're running at the moment are all around that. So whether it's the, the virtual workshop, which is Goddess Glow, which is about um, learning facial massage, um, which is a really great um, ritual that you can do for yourself. It just takes a couple of minutes and it benefits um, physically, mentally, emotionally. It's just two minutes of pure self. And hey, don't want to use the word indulgence because it's not, it shouldn't be an indulgence yes, to yes. take two minutes for yourself. Yes. But it, it's Can you imagine taking two minutes is seen as an indulgence? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> are we doing um and then like the the in-person ones um so we've got one that's called feminine magic and that's about that's all about reconnecting with your body through your menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. and and learning um how to make life easier through working with your menstrual cycle because more often than not our period is kind of well a it's a nuisance at best <laughs> and at worst it can it can take make you take a day off work or a mm-hmm. couple of days off work mm-hmm. and our hormones do amazing things in our bodies i mean like our bodies generally are just amazing things yeah. and it's mind-blowing the amount of stuff it, that they do um and our hormones can really be an ally in our lives and our menstrual cycle can be a benefit to us um, so that's one way that we can reconnect with our bodies through learning about our cycle. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's something that we don't get taught. It's something that we don't we don't learn about. We're in school. We're taught what periods are, what pads and tampons are, and yeah. 
off you go. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And it's so Um, important because tracking your cycle you can just start to get to know when you're going to get the best out of yourself because hormones are chemicals. Yeah. They're real things. And I know. So yesterday was day 24. I scheduled a nap because I, I knew yeah. that, that that was going to be necessary. I'm not doing I'm not working for myself to treat myself like I'm an employee tied to a desk. Yeah. And all it means is that that 20 minutes gives me the energy I require to continue throughout my day and be, a, you know, not snapping at my daughter for doing things that are normal for a 12 year old to do. Um, but it took a good six months of understanding that that is what I need to yeah. get to a point where I could do that without the guilt, because yeah. I kept thinking, oh, you're so lazy no it's not that it's that I need to do something to work with myself rather than pushing against myself and as best as I can I schedule (laughs) I did a talk for um this lovely membership group called um doing it for the kids where it's a load of freelancers that basically meet online to because they've gone freelance so that they can have more balance with their children Um, So I was talking about the fact that we create businesses to support the lifestyles we want to create, but we still go in with the employee mindset. Yeah. So I was very excited, but on the stage. Um, So and I was explaining that because of tracking my cycle, that was ovulation time. Ovulation time. I am out. I am summer. I am Oprah, Beyonce, Rihanna, all (laughs) rolled into one (laughs) because everything is supporting me to go out be attractive find somebody copulate make a baby like everything is working so I know that in that time I can do my really busy outward work it doesn't mean that in the days leading up to my period when I'm generally really knackered I don't do anything I just know Mm. if I'm going to do something I cannot pack my day and I might need to make sure that I'm planning things so that I can have a nap doesn't mean that I'm not being productive it doesn't mean that I'm not doing what I need to do I just thought shit working against myself hasn't been working so far (laughs) maybe try something new yeah it's just another calendar really so I mean there's that many different planners available these days our menstrual cycle is just another planning tool really it can be seen as that I mean it's so much more than that but so you can when you track kind of get an idea of when your site which phases of your cycle are going to be when then as you say you can plan things around it so we have different strengths in different phases of mm-hmm. our cycle or superpowers as I like to call them mm-hmm. um and as you say like during ovulation we are that superwoman go get them you know we can conquer the world mm-hmm. um and then when we're on our period not so much mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have to kind of like tailor what you plan yeah. for those different months uh, or just be more mindful, more gentle with yourself on the, mm-hmm. the slower pe- uh, phases of, the, of yeah. our cycle. Yeah. Um, and even if you have a, like a, a presentation or a talk or a speech that you have to do during your period or during the days leading up to it, there are things that you can use to support you and to give you more of that energy of the other phases to get you through that. Mm-hmm. Um so um, I always talk about your cycle support team, mm-hmm. which might be, I mean, it depends what, what works for each person. So it might be things like 
different fragrances can have different effects on us. Um, crystals can offer different energy. Um, different forms of self-care can offer different different support. And it's kind of it's kind of one of those things when you know the rules, you can break the rules because yes. you know how to support yourself. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's funny, yesterday in yoga, I was talking to um, my friend who's also my yoga teacher, Marla, feel good yoga and um we were talking about she's I've got a day retreat on Saturday and she's going to be facilitating the yoga she always does it and um the theme is pleasure and play and so she was saying that because there will be people who are at maybe have never done yoga before or at different stages um of yoga um that what she was going to focus on is kind of like the ground rules because it's just like what you were saying when you know the rules you can then bend and flex or break them accordingly but then you have the rules to come back to yeah and um it's thinking about your cycle thinking about the I'm just you know that's just coming to my mind pleasure we just don't know enough about this stuff so I could learning about your cycle for me where I'm at now learning about my cycle is as important as learning about what gives me pleasure And when you were talking, because a lot of us don't know. And as we get older, quite a lot of us keep doing the things that were bringing us pleasure years ago and being frustrated because we're no longer in a season where that's going to bring us pleasure. You know, watering your garden constantly in raining season is not really (laughs) going to be very helpful. But um, with that, I wanted to get back onto topic because I drifted a little bit. I wanted to talk about the process of you going from being a product-based business to a service slash knowledge or adding service slash knowledge to your business. How did it feel when you embarked upon that path? And the reason I ask is because, because we've kind of been conditioned to like, uh, what's it? Uh, Jack of all, all trades, specialist of none or whatever that saying is and there was that concept of having a job for life and we're now in a phase of having portfolio careers Mm. and also we're creatures of habit did you experience anything like imposter syndrome did you have any fears as you were stepping into okay you can't see Sammy's face but I can (laughs) (laughs) yes so much um yeah I mean for me to begin with I found it very difficult in my own mind to marry the two in one business, in one brand. And I think that was because I was looking at, um, like, proper, in inverted commas, uh, skincare brands. Yeah. And they just do skincare. Yeah. And that's what they do. And they talk about um, looking after your skin and they create products. And that was in my head. It's like, that's what I do. I can't do anything else. <laughs> Yeah, and then I kind of had to give myself permission to be different, <laughs> to not follow that that pattern. Um, and like I've always talked about it, like in my blogs and stuff about like different aspects of skincare. It's not just about the products; it's about stress and lifestyle and diet mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And when I kind of looked at it from that point of view, it was just a natural step to start offering these more in-depth um, workshops and classes. Um, because there's only so many blog posts I can write (laughs) and there's so much in my head that I just want to share and I think that's what it is and like 
once I discovered this stuff, I just couldn't keep it to myself. It's like more people need to know about this. Mm. Um, but yeah, I still, I mean, like I still get that imposter syndrome. I, I, I'm not sure there'll ever be a day when I don't. Yeah. Um, because like I've heard um, people like Beyonce and Oprah and all those kind of like really well-known high public figure people, and mm. they have said like similar things like they still have those days when like who am I to do this yeah um and I think what also helped is like through whether it's the products or the the services side I had to keep that core um idea and value that I wanted to support women and I think if I could keep that through through every aspect of the business and every aspect of what I was doing, then it felt good. It felt yeah. right to me. Yeah. And I think that's what helped. Yeah. And I can always tell if I'm kind of veering off and doing something for a different reason and it doesn't feel right. And I have to bring it back to, mm. to okay, what do customers, clients and everybody want? Yeah. Yeah. No. Just resonating with what you're saying. Um <laughs> So thinking about that, your your work is like, it's your passion, it's your calling. And when you do that sort of work, well, maybe I'm projecting onto you because I'm in that space too, but it can very easily become like a life biz blend. So could you share some of the hurdles you've experienced in navigating that life biz blend and how you've overcome if yeah. at all we just made peace with it like whatever um well I don't think I've got it completely right yet yeah <laughs> by a long way um but yeah that the when I first started uh, running the business as a, a proper business as it were so this September it'll be five years since I went full-time with it wow congratulations um, that's gold <laughs> so in the beginning it was kind of that I have to put all my energy into it, like work until 10 o'clock in the evening. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> like straight from I... laptop to bed and yeah. then from bed to laptop again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because I was working from home as well. And like literally like the products are made in my kitchen, mm. my offices, my spare room, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of thing. It was so easy to get drawn into that. Like there have been some days and I hate admitting this, but like, I've gone to work like in my pajamas mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've just gotten out of bed, had yep. some breakfast, like, oh, I need to do that. Oh I'll just gosh. quickly go and do that. Yes. <laughs> and then 6 p.m. rolls around like, oh, that just quickly do that turned into a whole day. <laughs> yes. I, I'm thankful for the school run because there would be too many days of that. And what I was finding was there were so many days of I'll just do this one thing. I'll just finish this sentence. Yeah. I'll just do that. I'm bursting for the loo, but hold on, I'll just do this thing. Then I look up and it's three o'clock. I haven't had lunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so unhealthy. Now, like, it's a, it's a healthcare brand. <laughs> I know. know. There's so many times where like friends have told me, like, you've got to take your own advice. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I know. <laughs> But one so now, thing... like one of the things that really helps me now, and I've had to be really quite strict about, it, is like on my phone, I have so many different alarms set during the day. So I have one, I have get up alarm, obviously. Yeah. I have um, a lunchtime alarm to remind me to eat. Yes. <laughs> I have a like a break time alarm in the afternoon to remember to to go and have a cup of tea and, yeah. and go out in the yeah. garden and get some fresh air. Yeah. I've got a 
I've got a, um, a stop work alarm at 6 p.m. Like, this is when you stop work. Yeah. And then, um, so it's just things like that, just to remind me, because I am one of those people that once I get stuck into something, I will just keep going and I will forget to eat. I forget, will forget to drink water. Mm-hmm. I will forget to go outside. It's just too easy to just get, I mean, like, yes, I love the work and I have to take care of myself. Exactly. Um, so it is that, and at the moment, because I've got all these um, new classes and stuff coming on, I am in that that phase of work where it will be easy to kind of get lost mm. and get put in too much energy into my, my work and my business. Um, and all in a positive way. But you'll still um, burn out. Yeah, I'm absolutely loving it and everything. But I do have to take care of myself as well. Yeah. So I'm actually because of all the stuff that I've done and the phases I've been through where I've been working non-stop and everything, I can recognise it now when okay. it's coming on. Yeah. And I start to feel kind of like there's too much to do and there's not enough time. And that's when self-care is is of utmost importance. Hallelujah, um, yes. Yeah, to, it's kind of a preventative measure as well as a, a like a um, sticking plaster, as it were, yeah, measure. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, And I think it's really important for us to start to consider that the ritual and routine of self-care is preventative. Yes, it Mm -hmm. might feel indulgent, but it is preventative. And that very nicely segues into my next question, which is about self-care. What is the lesson that's taken you the longest to understand and put into practice with regards to your self-care? Ooh, <laughs> what a question. Yeah. Um, Mine was the napping, understanding what the days of my cycle mean, the napping. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's similar, like understanding what my body needs. Um, and that comes from like my skin. When I first started um, looking into like skincare and everything, and I learned that what's going on on your on your skin on the outside of your body can tell you what's a lot about what's going on inside your body so for me with acne where I get a breakout on my face can give me an idea of what's going on within my body okay um so that was one way of like learning to um listen to my body and still it's taken a long time to actually like follow through on that yeah so now like when since I've learned about like our menstrual cycle and 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 what we are better at at different phases and what different phases can can help us achieve um and what different feelings within my body are telling me then that's kind of been um re that message has been reiterated to me time and time again it's like you have to listen to what I'm telling you or I will have a meltdown yes yeah (laughs) because that's what um like acne is it's your body's telling you that there's something going on within inside and it needs help it needs it needs your attention yeah um so my I have had to learn to listen to my body and, and do what it needs yeah um, which is again still something I'm learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you ever get to the point no. where you've got it down, nailed. And also, our needs will change. Every day is a learning curve. Every day, yeah. My friend always says every day is a school day, and and I know for sure yeah. that now that I'm paying more attention, I'm able to identify like my changing needs. Um, yeah. And there's no point in getting into that. 
oh, five years ago, I was able to do X, Y, Z. I'm where I am now. So we need to shake things up a bit. Variety mm. is the spice of life. One of the, so, so you said a couple of words a couple of times that have made me, and so now I'm reminded of the words that really made me feel like, ah, when I saw your website. So there was ritual, nurturing, mm. and um, savour. So a quote from your website is, each time you open your bottle or jar, I invite you to escape into luxury moments of sensory serenity. These moments are for you to savour. When I saw that line, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Because <laughs> um, that word is coming up a lot for me. What does it mean? What does savour mean for you? I think it goes back to that being present in the moment and making it as much of a sensory experience as you can. So when um, earlier when I was talking about... Um, if you just got two minutes to apply your moisturizer, this is this is what I mean. Like, yes, it can just be you can just slap it on and off you go out the door, or you can really be present and mindful in the moment and uh, really savor that the experience. Because mm. our lives are are a series of moments, a series of momentary experiences. So if you get the small moments done well, and you enjoy those small moments, then your day is going to be much more enjoyable. Your your week, your month, your year, your life is going to be much more enjoyable. All built out of these enjoyable moment by moment mm. by moment experiences. Absolutely. And that for me is what, what it's all about. Um, so as I say, like from the moment you open the jar, the smell will hit you. How does that make you feel? Um, what effect does that have on you? What does the product feel like in your hands? What does it feel like when you're putting it in your, uh, on your face or on your body or washing your hair? You know, these are these are really like basic um, self care um, tasks that we do every day. Mm-hmm. And why I call them rituals is because it's it's time for you. Yeah. So lots of people talk about a skincare routine. Routine to me is boring. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's just something that you do every day. It just doesn't excite me. Whereas a ritual, mm. a ritual just it's like honouring yourself. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, so that's what, it, that's what it's all about for me. Mm. I, I love that. And I think <clears throat> when, we think, when we think about um, self-talk and body image, it goes back to what you were saying at the beginning. We're so disconnected from ourselves one of the best ways we can connect is with touch. So that mm. act, unless you've got some skin condition, I defy you to experience taking your time, moisturising your skin, taking note of what you were saying, how the product feels in your hand, the smell of it, how it feels when your hand first makes contact with whichever body part, how it feels Mm -hmm. as you start to rub that product into your skin, how your skin looks and feels afterwards. It's a bloody sexy experience. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pleasurable experience. And for me, and it could be my single AF status, but it just reminds me I've got it going on. Like I don't need yeah. somebody outside to tell me because I can feel it and yeah. I know how my body responds to it. Yes, 
That is it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Sammy, you talked earlier in the conversation about self-help, personal development, whatever you want to call it. Could you recommend a couple of books that you've read that have created like a real good aha moment? Oh, there have been so many. Um, one, um, okay, I'll give you two, and they're quite different ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So one is Women Who Run With Wolves. Oh, I've got that book. I'm yet to read it yet. Oh, it's amazing. Um, that is, just, it was just so like eye opening. It's like, oh my god, it just makes sense now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, and like the the writer, she's amazing in in herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, which is like completely different kind of tone to it, is um, Mel Robbins. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. But it's about her it five rules, and I'll stick it in the show notes. Um, so Mel Robbins is quite a straight talking um, uh, coach. Um, inspiring person, whatever yeah. you want to call her, um, and it's all about her. She, I first found her on a TED talk that she did, was which was causing like how to stop screwing yourself over. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I've just googled, and I know who you're talking about. She's like an auntie. <laughs> She's like literally um, like that auntie that gets you together and doesn't allow yeah. you to indulge in nonsense. Yeah, she yeah. tells it like it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, so her, like, completely different tone of book, but hers was another one that was just like, oh, yeah, this, like, this life is not a game. I'm yeah. in control. This yeah. is my life. I need mm. to kind of, <laughs> like, take ownership of it. Um, oh, exhale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so those, I mean, like, there were loads in in the in between those two, like, the whole spectrum of, of books, but those are two that I think stand out for me. Thank you. I will make sure there are links to those books in the show notes. Um, I think I should start a book club because then I will read more because we will all hold each other accountable. I've just got a stack of books that I'm yet to get through. And audiobook subscriptions have made me quite lazy when it comes to reading. But it's a much richer experience when it's on paper, I find anyway. Um, yeah. That aside, my my issues aside, could you tell us if you've got anything coming up that people can book onto? Any workshops? Um, we haven't got any uh, more virtual workshops coming up. Um, we've got a lot going on with um, in-person events. So I've just um, started collaborating with two other women in business and we have formed the Goddess Collective. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> which you have to say it like that the goddess collective the goddess collective Um, (laughs) uh, which is um kind of an an expansion of um the kind of stuff we've been talking about like so supporting women in their well-being and taking time for themselves so one thing that we've got going on um tonight actually is the first the first meeting is our house of vesta Mm -hmm. so vesta is another goddess as you might have guessed i like my goddesses um so um, House of Vesta is like a women's sharing circle. Have you heard of the Red Tent movement? No, I haven't. Um, so the Red Tent was a novel um, written uh, a few years ago now about a woman in biblical times. And it was about um, how in their tribe or their culture, 
when women were menstruating, they all kind of congregated okay. together in a red yeah. tent. And they they offered each other support mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. So this um, this women's circle that we have um, created, which is launching tonight, is all about that kind of thing. Mm. So it's a place for women to come and just be seen and heard as they are right then, right now. You know, whether they've got all their makeup on or they've washed their hair or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's women fit with their child. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how they come to the circle. It's a time for them to, like, just be who they need to be in that moment. Yeah. Um, and also um, then offer support to get out of that space, mm-hmm. if uh, that's a way of saying it. Mm-hmm. So we meet around the new moon and we're going to take the energy of each new moon to set intentions and promises. Beautiful, for beautiful, beautiful. Yes, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, and this new moon is a good new moon to start new things. Yes, good mm-hmm. Gemini, all about creativity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so for how can people um, keep up with you or connect with you so that they, they are aware of the things you have coming up in the future and buy your products? Um, so our website is freyaluna.co.uk. So that has all of our uh, product range on there. Got a couple of new ones coming later this month, actually. Mm-hmm. Um and then the key, we have our events on there, uh, but to keep up day to day with the events is probably best on our website page, uh, which is Freya Luna Rituals. So we okay. share loads on there about what's coming up and everything. Brilliant. Um, because it's so much easier than going into your website and <laughs> doing all the changes. Exactly. Um, and what about social media? Because that's often the place we keep up to date. Yeah, so we've got the Facebook page. We've got um, Instagram. I absolutely have an obsession with Instagram. Oh um <laughs> <laughs> which is uh Freya Luna Rituals again. Um on Twitter I'm at Sammy Blackford. Um I'm on LinkedIn again, Sammy Blackford. Um I think we have a LinkedIn page. <laughs> I'm not the best at LinkedIn, I'll be honest. No, me either. Um, I'm trying to get my head around it. But um, we'll see. Yeah. For me, it was, I think, because it started as that kind of you're looking for a job and it's very businessy, and I've never really connected with it. But um, I think it's changing a bit now, so yeah. I've kind of crept back onto it and yeah. see yeah. what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so pretty much any social media going, you will find us on. Okay. <laughs> um, I will put links to your social media handles in the show notes also. Um, Sammy, I would like to say thank you very much for a very nourishing conversation. I've savoured every moment. <laughs> and um, I will actually uh, have a look on your website and I'm not saying this like it's some kind of pseudo ad or anything but I am getting a bit bored of what I'm making so I'm going to have a look at your products again so I can see what I can incorporate into my ritual so thank you very much thank you for having me I've loved it good 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 right so everybody I'm off see you next time bye bye Thank you for listening to 360 Conversations. I appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and I. I hope you found the episode useful. I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review my podcast like an increasing number of our digital experiences, the algorithms rule. 
Your feedback will assist me reaching a wider audience and I'd really love to have more women being privy to or joining these conversations. The feedback I get following each episode is beautiful and tells me more women could benefit. As always, I'd love to keep the conversation going. You can join me by commenting on the podcast show notes on my website or via social media at Live360. I hope to engage with you soon. Podcast produced by me, Tammy Thomas. Podcast music produced by James Anderson. Take care.